go tell it on the mountain over the hills and everywhere go tell it on the mountain that jesus christ is born come on let's put our hands together tonight excited that you're here. And you know, we're going to continue in worship. Uh, and I know we probably have a lot of people that maybe you don't normally go to our church, but uh, you know, tonight there's a reason for the season. Amen. And the name is Jesus. And uh, so tonight as we continue uh, some of these songs, I hope you know the words, but we're going to continue in worship. Uh, so before we continue, let's just, uh, let's just lift up our hands all over the room and let's just invite the Lord to do what he wants tonight. So God, we lift you up. Lord, and we say that you're worthy of our praise. Lord, that you're worthy of our very best tonight. Lord, we thank you for this season. Lord, we thank you for our friends and our family. And Lord, we just ask that right now in this moment, Lord, that you would draw close to us and help us draw close to you. God, we welcome your presence and we just want you to have your way in this place tonight. I want you to say that, Lord, just have your way in this place tonight. God, we love you and we say all these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen.
make some noise for the Lord tonight. you to have a seat for just a moment. Make some noise for the Lord as you're having a seat. Hey, all right. We're going to call all the children up and come sit on the step and our pastor, children's pastor, Michael's coming up and I'm going to talk to you a little bit about Advent. So all the kids, come on up. Come on, guys. Come on up here and have a seat. All the kiddos, come on. You guys don't have to be shy. Come on up. I don't smell too bad this morning. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. <clears throat> so what are you getting for Christmas this year? Um, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? Well, probably not because it's not Christmas yet, right? How about you? You know what you're getting? A dirt bike. A dirt bike? Well, you're going to have to invite me over, and then I'm going to take it home with me and make sure it works. And no, I'm just kidding. All right. How are we doing, everybody? Merry Christmas. So, 
We have been the last few weeks observing what we call Advent. Now, who can tell me what does Advent mean? Anybody know? Anybody close to me? It means waiting, to wait. And who do you think that we are waiting for at this time of year? What do you think, Michelle? God. God? More specifically, who? Jesus. Yeah, that's right, Jesus. We've been awaiting the coming of Jesus. Hello there. And so each week, we invited you guys up, and then we lit. I want you to have everybody look over here. And you guys see that pretty wreath over there? It's got some candles. Each week we've lit one, and each week it was one more week closer to Christmas, right? Jesus' birth. Now, how many candles are over there? Who can, who can see? How many? How many? Five. Five. Very good. Now, there's four that kind of surround that, and each of those four candles represents something different. Any ideas to what those might represent? What do you think? Mm, it begins as A. Oh, okay. What do you think? It represents God. They, I mean, Jesus, it was all wrapping around, and then it led up to Jesus' birth. Hey, I like the sound of that. But each one stands for a different part of the Christmas story. One stands for love, because the Bible tells us that God so loved the world that he sent his son. One stands for peace, right? One stands for joy. Anyone have the last one? What do you think? I think I heard good, my mom a good teacher. Oh, (laughs) I bet she is. What do you think? That, not a bad guess. What do you think? John Freesenstein. <laughs> All those are really good answers. Well, let's look. What do you think that middle one there, that white candle right there in the middle, what do you think that one stands for? What do we think? Let's see. Who haven't we heard from yet? God. God. Yeah, that stands for Jesus. And it's what color? You see it? Look over there. It's white. And that white stands for the purity and the holiness of God. And so that's what we're celebrating these last few weeks. We're celebrating the countdown to Jesus coming. And one day, you know, we're in an Advent season right now where we're waiting for Jesus to come back again. And someday he is going to come back and it's going to be wonderful. Isn't that right, kids? All right. Well, Pastor Travis, I believe he's around here somewhere. He's going to read you all a story. Yay. (laughs) I don't know why Pastor Mike picked me to read this. I feel like I'm the worst with these words, but we'll try. And we're going to go old school from the phone today. This is uh, Luke chapter 2. It says this, In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Cornelius was governor of Syria. And all went down to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judah, uh, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was, his, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for him in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all of the people. For unto you is born this day into the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. What's his name? There you go. And suddenly there was an angel and a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom is, who he is pleased with. Listen, that's the story of Christmas. And uh, we're going to watch a video. So kids, actually right now, if you can make your way back to your parents. And uh, parents, you can check the screen out. 
If we're to believe the original miracle of Christmas, the whole world got a gift that was audacious and enormous and undeserved. And if those kinds of shenanigans are on the table, maybe I can also ask for ridiculous, audacious things. Like joy for my family. For my friends, for my neighbors. Maybe I'm allowed to ask for peace. For the person who doesn't fit in, or sings out of tune. Or has had the hardest to be the hands and feet of hope to others. No matter what they believe, no matter what they've done, no matter where they're from, Christmas gifts this year. As we continue tonight, uh, we're going to play another worship song. You're welcome to, to stay seated, and our ushers are actually going to come forward and begin serving the elements for communion. And, uh, you know, this season, we typically just think about the birth of Jesus. But, you know, what made the, the, the birth of Jesus so important is what he would eventually do on the cross to pay for all of our sins. And uh, tonight, as we continue, uh, like I said, we'll get ready to, to receive communion together here in just a moment. But let's just kind of keep this atmosphere of worship. And uh, if you know the words of this song, just help me sing it out tonight.
Well, amen. We're going to take this time to have communion. I guess some instructions first. If you don't have this little do-it-yourself kit, you might hold your hand up and the ushers will bring you one. The trick is to get the top open first so you can get to the little bread and, uh, and then get to the rest of it. But first of all, we're doing this and celebrating Christmas because of what happened back in the Garden of Eden. And you just think about that a moment. God created the heavens and the earth. He created man. He created a helpmate. He created Eve for Adam, and it was a perfect situation. And the Bible said that God walked and talked with Adam. And you think about that relationship. God desired that relationship. He walked and talked with Adam. And just the kind of a relationship it was, like a father and a son. And, and Adam had to go to all the trouble to name all the animals. And that probably took a little bit of time, a lot of animals. I can just picture him walking along. You know, like looking up to God, like, oh, God, why'd you make the giraffe neck so long? Or why'd you do this? Or why'd you do that? But just that whole process of a relationship. And we're here tonight, not for a religious person, purpose, even though it is religious, but about a relationship. And all the way back, there was that one tree that was a kind of the test. He didn't want to create us as angels and puppets. That, that we, but He gave us a chance to have a free will. We could choose whether to love him or not, whether we wanted to obey him. And first of all, as I look out there, how many realize it's worth obeying Him? <laughs> it's worth doing what the Bible says to do. It's a book of success. You do what it says to do, you, you know, you prosper. And when you don't follow it, we know the results. But they got deceived. They thought they were missing out on something. There could have been a thousand trees there, but there was that one tree. And they decided to disobey God. And at that moment, sin came into the world. And that's why we see all the stuff going on. Because you can say, well, why is there even a God with all the bad things going on? Well, there's bad things going on because sin's in the world. There's a devil out there. And if you want to boil my religion down to one sentence, it's good God, bad devil. And that pretty much sums it up. But if you'll think for a moment, right after they sinned, they went and hid. And then the next thing you hear God saying is, Adam, Adam, where are you? Does God know where Adam's at? You know, it's just like when you're playing hide-and-seek with your child or your grandbaby, and, and you say, you know, I'm coming to find you. Where you and you know where they're going to hide. But you kind of, but God, what he was saying is, Adam, Adam, where's this relationship we had? It's never going to be the same. But God already knew how to respond. He already knew we'd have to have Christmas. Why? Because Jesus said, I'm going to have to go back and be the sacrifice for their sins. And that's why Jesus came into the world is because God loved us so much, not so we could have church, but so we could have a relationship. And church is just this building that believers meet together in. And maybe you're here tonight, and maybe you don't come to church that much. Maybe you kind of got your arm twisted to come with a family member because it's Christmas. But God wants to tell you he loves you. He loves you just the way you are, but he loves you too much to leave you that way. You know, I may not be where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be. And that's because of what God's done. And so we're to celebrate tonight. And so this communion, I want you to think about as you get that bread ready. It was right before Jesus was going to, he knew he was, I mean, this is an exciting day when babies are born. But he knew the end result was going to be what we meet here for Easter on. And that's when he hung on that cross. He had to take all of our sins to that cross with him. And he had to die the most brutal, de brutal death you could ever imagine, being hung on a cross. But when he died, he didn't stay in the grave. I mean, he did defeat a death, hell, and the grave, and he rose again. And that's really what we're celebrating today. And a matter of fact, that's what this communion reminds us of. When we take this bread in just a moment, that's his body that was broken for us. And this juice represents the blood that was spilled on that cross. Because blood has to be spilled for the payment of our sins. Has anybody sinned out there? I mean, we all sin, the Bible says. We fall short of God's glory. So today I want you to pause a moment. And whether you're not really considering yourself a Christian or maybe you were following God and got off track, I mean, today can be a brand new day. And it all representing what we're holding in our hands. The body of Christ and the blood of Christ. And He wants a relationship with you. So just like a look at that bread a moment and just ask God to forgive you for any sins. But we thank you we can start brand new today. But we ask you to forgive us, cleanse us, 
Lord, your word declares in Psalm 103, don't forget your benefits. We're going to remind ourselves of your benefits as we take this communion. That you remove all our iniquity. You heal all our diseases. You redeem our lives from the pit. You crown us with loving kindness and compassion. You renew our youth like the eagles. And we stand on that promise right now. As we look at this bread, ask you to forgive us and thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for healing us. Thank you for saving us. In Jesus' name, amen. You may take the bread. Jesus, you were sitting around with your disciples and you knew the death you'd have to, the pain you'd have to go through. And yet you washed their feet, you served them. And Lord, you came to be a servant to us. And we need you. We need your help. So we thank you today that this blood, the whippings you took on your back was for our healing, was for our peace of mind, was for our salvation. And not just for us to go to heaven, but for for heaven to come to earth tonight and really understand what it means to have peace on earth. So Lord, bless this juice as we partake of it and help us to realize, Lord, that you want a relationship with us. And we just thank you for a fresh new relationship right now. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to take a moment, and, and you're welcome to sit or welcome to stand. And let's just give God glory right now. I'm telling you, he's alive. He's not on that cross. He's not in the grave. He's here with us right now. Amen. Let's worship him. And from you are all things, to you are all things, you deserve the glory. Come on, every voice, every heart, and you are Let's go ahead and get in some glory. Give him a hand clap, a round of applause, amen. You may have a seat. You know, first of all, I just want to take a moment and just give God glory for where he's brought us and, and our church and all the people here. You know, I got here in January 15th of this next year will be 30 years. And a matter of fact, my son had just been born when we came here and and just kind of an update, Pastor John and his family, their tradition is to be in Mississippi with their family, so that's where they're at tonight. But there's a chance next year, it'd be pretty tight, but we could actually be in a different building. 
As some of you know, we are in the process of purchasing Gander Mountain and praying that I don't keep your prayers up, and we gave you an update Sunday on that. But I just want to thank God for a church that's a giving church, and not just a giving church in their finances, but in their time. I mean, they serve, they do all kinds of things around our community, and it's just been a great blessing. And, and this is, we're not having a midweek service, so I just kind of want to, if you want to give an offering tonight, if you're a church member and, and brought your tithe, or, or you just want to give a special Christmas offering in any way, there'll be a Bible laying up here on the stage at the end of the service, and there's two boxes at the doors on the way out. You can just drop an offering in there if you want. But I wanted to do that to just take time to give a thank you. We were able to do sidewalk Sunday schools from your giving. We do five a week, and we do them uh, in the fall up to, you know, just last week, and we'll wait till it gets a little nicer out in about February or March, and we'll start back up, and we go to different apartment complexes. And we did four Christmas parties with what we call our boom box. And so let's just celebrate a little bit and give God glory. This was just one of the many, many outreaches we did throughout the year. Sidewalk Sunday School is something we started with our boom box. We go out to five different apartment complexes in lower income areas, and uh, we just try to reach the kids. Now we've heard teachers say at school that their most exciting time they've had is when the boom box came with Santa Claus and brought them a present. And I have had mothers say that I didn't think my child was gonna have Christmas this year. I'm so thankful that y'all brought something. That's all possible because you're giving. If you want to give me a little house light a little bit, I've got a few people I asked that might come up and share just a testimony, what God's done in their life. And we'll start over here with Jessica and Kevin. Amen. 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 Kevin McCarty, and this is my wife, Jessica, and uh, Pastor Mike did the right thing by asking me about 30 minutes ago whether we would speak or not, uh, maybe 20, um, but we want to give you our separate testimonies about how God restores, gives hope, and blesses us in ways we'll never understand or expect Him to. Uh, you see, in, in uh, 2000, I was married to a lovely lady, her name was Amy Webb, and we met, I guess everybody's doing it now, but online which is sort of how Jessica and I met as well. Um, but we met, and God was involved in everything we did. She came here. Um, we had a wonderful marriage. But she was suffering through a thing called systemic lupus. And it was killing the insides of her, of her body. Every organ was being touched. It took her 14 years to struggle with a horrible disease until she passed away in October of 2014. But through that struggle, she never gave up hope. She never left or took her eyes off God or off Christ. And she never once said, why me? But she always said, oh, God, if it's me, then I'm going to do the best I can with it. And she wrote blogs and she wrote posts. And she never once in her 
in her writings ever said, Lord, why did you do this to me? And again, like I said, our marriage was really strong and it brought us closer to the Lord, not further. But for whatever reason, the plans only God knows, she passed away, like I said. And it took me two or three years to figure out whether I can move on or not. But in time, about a year ago, when Jessica and I started our relationship, God restored that in my life. And one thing I knew that we weren't able to have in my previous marriage is, is a child. But we are four months into having a child. And God is blessing us. And he's restoring us in a way that, restoring things in my life that I never thought he would ever be able to do or ever would seek him to do. Well, my testimony is a lot different. About 10 years ago, I left Texarkana, uh, moved to San Antonio, and began a life of destruction and um, really lost all connection with God. I met a man. We got pregnant, got married. I'd always wanted a husband. I'd always wanted a family, but I kind of went about it my own way instead of listening to what God wanted for me. Then... A little over three years ago, I had to leave that situation, that marriage. I came back to Texarkana with three bags of belongings and my son. And really, I had no hope. But my mom urged me to go back to church with her. It wasn't really where I felt like I needed to be. So I came to church on the rock one day. And I felt the presence of God unlike anything I'd felt before, and I was raised in an Assembly of God church. And everyone here just took me in without judgment and just really pushed me to press forward, you know, waiting to see what God had for me. Um, after numerous online dating fails, <laughs> um, I actually went up to Whitney one of the pastor's wives, and said, I just think I'm going to give up. Um, she said, Jessica, just keep singing God. Put him first. And a few months later, um, I, uh, the man who was right in front of my face for almost three years, <laughs> um, but for some reason I never noticed, um, we met online. And um, within just a couple months, we knew. We knew that God had put us together for a reason. And I... Heaven is exactly what I need, and God knows that. And I'm just so blessed, and I'm, I just want to let y'all know, don't, don't ever give up hope. I mean, for over 10 years, I lived a life that wasn't right, and he brought me back. Amen, amen. Dana, can you come with me? I almost passed out whenever she asked me that a while ago. I really did because, boy, that was a surprise. But you know what? God put me correct real quick because he said, you better tell them what y'all have done for you this year because last year at this time, my little girl, Allie, 22, was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer. And we watched her through so much pain and so much sickness. But that child had faith right till the very end. She lifted her little weak hand the night before she passed to her, the God that she loved so much, to her Jesus, that powerful Jesus. And when her heart stopped beating as a mother, a part of my heart just stopped. And I told God, I said, you have got to help me because I can't go on. And in that spot, he placed this unbreakable, unshakable peace. That nothing of this world, no act of anyone, no words, no anything can take that from me. The same power that was born so many years ago is the same power that's on that throne today. And, and Allie would tell you all to reach for it. Reach for that power, that hope. And Nicole's with Allie. A young man is here tonight. He lost his sister too around this time last year. And it's that hope that he and I keep clinging to 
And I ask that each one of you reach for that hope and believe and trust just like Allie did because at 22, her final, final act was to lift her hand to Jesus and say, I love you, even though she hurt so bad, even though she was so sick because it's real and it's powerful. And God also gave me this amazing man (laughs) on December 8th. Kevin and I had known each other since kindergarten, and our ways, our parents were best friends, hung out together all the time, and our paths, you know, crossed through the years, but when I came back to town because of Allie's sickness, there he was, right at the door, and God had planted him there for me, you know, he's been my support, he's been my strength, all my children, all my friends, I have a friend sitting out there too right now, first time to church on the rock tonight, and uh, God places all y'all in my heart, and he gave me y'all to get me through this, and that's what this church is. It's love, and they will get you through anything. Amen. We'll do one more. Well, hey, I'm Kyle Osborne, and this is my wife, Susie, and my youngest boy, River, and Pastor Mike did the same thing. He hit us about 20 minutes ago and said, get ready. So here we are. You know, I've been saved. I'm 30 years old, and I've been saved 10 years this month. And, you know, I look back on life, and I was just a 20-year-old kid, you know, and just I was in a broken place. You know, I was in a, a dark spot, and, you know, I thought I was the cool kid and just kind of living life and, you know, didn't know really know what I wanted in life, and, you know, Right in the middle of my mess, you know, I was in the club here in town. You know, God visited me. I wasn't looking for God, but God found me. And he spoke an audible word to me. And he said, if you'll get up and leave, I'll change your whole life. And it was was as audible as it gets, just like we're talking now. And I got up and I ran out of that place. Didn't know what to do. Just had a fire in my heart, but didn't know how to do it. But I tell you what, I've been in this church going on 13 years now. And when I got here, I got with these leaders here, the same leaders that were here 10 years ago, and they cultivated me. They took me, and they, and they showed me how to follow God. They showed me how to work my way into my calling and do exactly what God wanted me to do. He showed me how to be a man. He showed me how to be a, a husband the next year. You know, I've got three beautiful kids. My daughter's turned seven today, Zaylee. She's a Christmas Eve baby, so she turned seven, but... You know, God has changed my life in so many ways. I couldn't write my script. I couldn't tell you that I'd be standing right here 10 years later with a beautiful wife and three crazy kids, you know, but I love it. But along the way, it hasn't always been glorious. You know, there's bumps in the road. And I tell you, this past year, I really encountered some major bumps, you know. God, but through that, you know, God has showed himself faithful to me, you know, and I've ran from God. I've turned my back on God. I've done things I never should have done, you know, but in the end of all of that, you know, God's still standing right there holding his hands out and he's saying, I'm here, son, come back. You know what I mean? His mercy's never, his mercy's forever. It never ends. His love, you know what I mean? It always draws me back to him. I don't care how much shame, how much guilt I have. You know, his love is always drawing me back and, you know, and I can't run from it. I can't fight it. You know what I mean? It's just so contagious you know, that I have to come back. So I just want to tell you, you know, if you're suffering with shame or guilt or condemnation and you just feel like you know what I'm just I can't do it you know what I mean you just chose to run from God and the devil's just pounding on you you know what I mean turn your back get with some of these leaders here get with these people this church is amazing I tell you these people welcomed me in they didn't know who I was you know what I mean they welcomed me in and they loved me they showed me the love of Christ and that's where I, that's why I'm here today is because it's just the love of Christ in this in this church house and these leaders that are here you couldn't ask for better pastors I'm telling you, they'll do anything for you. They've done it for me. I just encourage you, if you're, if you're suffering from those things, give it up because Jesus is good. Man, appreciate it. Thank you so much for those testimonies. We're good. We're good. Go ahead, Steve. We've got to go ahead and kind of wrap this up tonight. And I know there's 100 testimonies in here. But out of all of that, there needs to be the reminder that God loves you and you and you and you, and he has a plan for your life. And so before we go, and it, sometimes even on Christmas Eve, you know, it's kind of, 
but this is the time you can get right with God. I, can you think of a better time to get right with God? I mean, this is what this is all about. And I know, you know, I was pursuing my dreams, and I thought I'd hit, you know, all my goals, and, man, I should be really happy. And yet there was something missing. We all have a hole in our life, and that's a God hole. You can try putting whatever you want in there, and it'll never satisfy you. The only thing that will satisfy you is a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. So tonight, I'm going to give you an opportunity to ask Christ into your life. I know some people mention our church, and, you know, it's a great church, but it's not about the church. I mean, Jesus has changed Pastor Travis's life. Jesus has changed my life, Zach's life, and we're just here just like those people did, just giving you hope and telling you that if you invite him in, because God will not force his way in. You know, I was raised Lutheran. My wife was raised Catholic, so I had a good understanding up here, but it never got down in my heart. And so today I'm going to tell you a very simple thing, that God loves you and has a plan for your life. Because of our sin, we're separated from God. That's when that relationship broke back in Adam and Eve, all the way back there. So let me ask you a question. If you were to tell a million lies, how many lies do you have to tell to be a liar? Just one. If you were to commit a million sins, how many sins do you have to commit to be a sinner? Just one. Has anybody sinned? We've all sinned. The third thing that God tells us is Jesus died on the cross for our sins. If through him you can know and experience God's love and plan for your life. And I knew that, like I said, through Sunday school and catechism. But here's the fourth thing that I didn't hear until April 14th, 1984. The man said, you need to ask Jesus into your life. You got to invite him into your heart if you want a relationship. And so he challenged me on that day, if you want to ask Christ in life, lift your hand. And I lifted my hand. And I repeated a little prayer. But you know what that did? That gave the king of the universe to come into my life. The prince of peace to come into my life. And I began to experience peace I never experienced before. Yeah, you're going to have problems. Our born, daughter was born four days later premature. And we had bumps and things going on just like everybody. But you know what? I had Jesus in my boat now. And I'm telling you, it didn't matter what kind of storm came. He's there with you through thick and thin. But I begin to look back and see my life begin to change. And so if you're here tonight, I'm going to ask you the question somebody asked me. It was, if you died today, would you go to heaven or would you go to hell? If you're not 100% sure right now, you can, get, you can be sure before you leave this place. This is the greatest gift of all. I mean, if you got 100 presents under the tree, I mean, until you open them, they're not yours. We have the gift of salvation. That's through Jesus Christ. And if you want that gift tonight, if you've gotten off track, I'm going to ask with every eye open and all the lights turned on, that if you, just like, how many in here have asked Jesus in your heart? Hold your hand up. See those hands? At some point, they might have been the only hand in the church service that lifted their hand up. Now, if you weren't able to lift your hand and you want to, on the count of three, I want you to hold your hand up. And what you're doing, you're saying, Pastor Mike, I want to say that prayer with you to ask Christ into my life. Because this is not about joining the church or voting for me. This is about showing God, hey, I'm going to open my heart up when we say this prayer because I need you in my life. Amen. On the count of three, if that's you, lift your hand. One, two, three. See your hands? I see kids. I see adults. Anybody else want to see back there? Anybody else? Amen. Whether you're eight years or 80, God bless you. Now let's, everywhere in this room, let's say this prayer together, all right? You can just repeat it after me, what you're doing and giving God permission to come live in your life. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. I ask you to come into my life. Forgive my sins. Help me to be the kind of person you want me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Give God some glory today. Amen. You know, if you're a young person and said that prayer, be sure to let your parents know. And they'll pray with you some more tonight if you're an adult or a teenager. When this is all over, you'll meet me over at the cross. we got a little packet for you. I just want to shake your hand and say God bless and give you a little packet to take home with you. But we're going to kind of close out our service now. Pastor, Jack will, or Pastor Zach will sing a song. And, uh, and when he says in a moment, You got your little glow sticks ready? Okay. You can break them now, shake them up a little bit. And we'll turn the lights down. We're going to sing Silent Night. Hallelujah. And we can stand to our feet. Thank you, Jesus. 
Silent night in silent. Jesus, a hand clap if you can with your little glow stick in your hand. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, we'll close in a word of prayer. This is my first grandbaby here, and I got a second one on the way down there in that front row with Jessica. We're excited. Amen. And Zane's birthday's in two days. And when's my birthday? Three days. All right. So we're real close together. Well, Lord, I just thank you for tonight. Lord, it's all about you, Jesus, and help us through all the presence and the family and, the, and everything going on to remember, Lord, especially when we lay down tonight, how much you love us. And Lord, we just want to say we love you. And when we wake up in the morning, we want to be thankful no matter where we're at in life. But may the Lord bless you and keep you, may he make his face shine upon you, be gracious unto you, lift up his countenance upon you, and give you peace. In Jesus' name, praise Jesus. Amen. God bless you.